Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Um, well, it is good to be with you. I have the privilege of being able to share out of God's Word to you th- this morning. Um, I'm going to just share a little bit the lessons learned from me in 2020. I had to really narrow those down. <laughs> he said, just the top three. I said, what? I said, but, um, it, and it's weird because I was looking, I, usually I buy a Christmas ornament for every year that we have. And last night, yesterday, we were putting the ornaments away. And I said, Steve, I didn't buy one for 2020. I just could not bring myself to bring to buy one for 2020. And as I was looking through them to see if I could find one, there was just kind of a negative connotation to them. The, you know, kiss it goodbye. And there, there's one, you know, not very appropriate for right now. But it's just like, you know, and as I began to, to look through those, it's like, no, I can't buy one of those because even though it wasn't my first choice, even though that wasn't the journey I would have chose for myself, for me, it has been, it has been one of my best years for, for what God has for me. So hopefully I'll find one. <laughs> I think I've narrowed it down. But 2020, though with its challenges, it has brought strength. It has brought fruit. And I'm going to be able to get to share some of that with you today. So um, thank you for this opportunity. And let's just pray before we, we uh, get, as we get into God's word, that hearts and minds would be open and that you, by the time we're done here, you will have a different look and approach to 2020 and what that had for you. Maybe you didn't even know it, but it it was a good year. I have to say it was a good year. So let us pray. God, we just thank I just we just thank you, God, for today. God, we thank you for what you have done in our lives through this last year. God, though there might have been challenges, though God, we made it picked a different route. We made it picked a cushier route. <laughs> but God, we know that in that um, comfort there is not much growth. But God, I, I just thank you for what you have done in my life and the lives around us and look forward to what 2021 has. You have prepared us. You are still working on us. But God, you are making us better, God, to receive and be as we go into 2021 for what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So why don't you have a seat? You at home, have a seat. And I'm going to share a little video with you. Some of you might be familiar, but I thought it would be perfect to start uh, our morning off with. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's the beauty of technology, right? <laughs> sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Um, okay, that's okay. We're going to just adjust and adapt. That's what this whole year has been about, right? Adjusting, adapting. Hey, we got this. No problem. Um, So, again, the title today, Lessons I Learned in 2020. So, if you have your Bible 
and you have a notebook, get ready because there are just some, there's some good things in God's word. And let me get my glasses on so that, there you go, so that I'm prepared. <laughs> um, in 2020, we had a declaration that we started off with our service. And I'm just going to read a portion of that to you right now. It says, in 2020, God has more for me, more for you, more for us, more through us for them. The beginning of 2020, the more looked a little bit different. <laughs> and I had a different idea of what the more was going to be for me. I had no idea that God had a different plan. Um, in 2020, God was making me to be more. more. Uh, uh, I, was, I had become more uh, uh, sharpened. I have become more refined. I have become more of what he needs me to be for him. Um, I can remember the weekend of that March 13th. We had a refresh conference uh, planned. And our speakers were all in. The, we had everything ready to go. And we had a snowstorm, of all things. And we had to cancel that Friday. We adapted, and we tried to um, set something into motion. And that's where it began. We could not meet that Sunday. And short time after, we got the call that, the school, we could not, no longer meet at the school. And the letter, the, the letter that we received said, indefinitely. I believe that was the word. <laughs> and it's like, what does that mean? So, well, we'll get back to you. <laughs> Just wait. And so as soon as we heard that, we scrambled. We tried to figure out, what are we going to do? In my mind, all our... our all the sheep are all scattered. All the babies are scattered. We need to get, I felt like the mother hen and, the, you know, the babies. And she's trying to, oh, no, what are we going to do? And we scrambled trying to figure out how we're going to keep the family together. How are we going to stay connected? What are we going to do? And do you have that picture? Okay. And this, can you see? Yeah. Ooh. Our first picture of, of our first online worship time together. You weren't there at this shot. This was in my home, and it was, it was, it was beautiful. And so we've come a long way from this, this shot, but this is where it began. And God has done so much in our lives. Uh, the le these, and uh, little did we know that 10 months later, we would still be going online, but we are meeting here together. We um, in a couple Sundays from now, we're going to begin our first um, gathering time at four o'clock for those of you, uh, families uh, that are you know choosing the option for masking and. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great to see you. It's going to be great to be together with family members that we haven't seen in such a long time. And I'm looking forward to meeting, to being with you again and, you know, just being in God's house. And so 10 months later, here we are. But God has more. Um, I'm going to have you turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings 19. And that's where I'm going to be taking God's word from. And, you know, I, I, I read through um, Elijah's story here, and it's like, oh, I'm in good company because 
His situation right here that we're going to read about isn't the picture that I have of Elijah. Because the chapter before, if you read that, he had just dealt with the prophets of Baal. They had just put the altar. He had just prayed fire down, and it had scooped up everything. And then the drought, he's praying for rain, and he see, the rain comes. Elijah had just got done seeing God doing some miraculous things. And then chapter 19, verse 1. Let's read that together. It says, when Ahab got home, he told Jezebel, Everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me, even kill me, if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Ah, there it is. The threat. I mean, again... Elijah has just seen God swoop down, burn up the altars, you know, send the rain, and God used Elijah. And now this woman says, you just wait. I'm going to get you. And what does Elijah do? I'll tell you what he does. It says right here in verse 3, it says, Elijah was afraid, and he fled for his life. He sat down under, under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. Did any of you think of that these last 10 months? Just kill me. Just, just, I just want to die right here. And uh, he says, I have had enough, Lord. Oh, isn't that awesome? He said, take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Again. Did you ever utter those words? <laughs> God, just, just do my. I'm trapped in this house with my family. Just now, God. Just the kids are home. Just take me now, God. And I love it because the Lord says, "What are you doing there, Elijah?" Oh, I heard those words too. Did you hear those? <laughs> and then Elijah replied, and this I think I said he is so Elijah is so. In his, in his in, uh, situation, he's talking to God, and he says, I have zealously served the Lord Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you and tore down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. I, Elijah is just beside himself. And he, I just find there's humor in, in this situation, if you can see this with me. In his, in his time of distraught, in his uncertainty, his time of fear, he doesn't know what he's going to do. He feels alone. Do you identify with that? During this, these 10 months, I think we can all find something in Elijah's life that we say, yeah, I was there. I was there. I've been that. And then, yeah, I just, I'm skipping through some of the verses. And if you, on your own time, read through the whole chapter. There's some amazing lessons there in Elijah's life. So I jump down to verse 11. It says, he, God is, is telling him, go out, stand before me on the mountains, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. 
After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. Surely God must be in the fire, right? That's the only way he speaks. But the Lord was not in the fire. This is awesome. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. He had to be able to hear that. You know, it's easy to see God in the big things. But that, when that's taken away and you're pulled away from that, you have to, he had to be tuned in to hear that. What does that whisper? What does that whisper look like to you? And he heard it. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah, again? And so he just reiterates that and said, God, I just told you. <laughs> Did you do, do you see this? And then it, it, verse 15, then the Lord told him, he says, go back to the way that you came. He had given, I'm, I'm skipping over some verses there, but God had said, Go back the way you came. I need you to go back. There is something that you need to do. Get out of this cave, Elijah, and go back. There's a work you must complete. And I think at that point, and then, oh, and I love this. I love this verse, verse 18. And then God says, yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal, or kissed him. Here Elijah was thinking, I'm alone. I am the last one. And Elijah, get out of this cave. Don't run away. Go back and do what I told you to do. And when that is complete, when you've done what you need to do, you're going to find that you are not alone. There are 7,000 others that are going to stand with you. He says, Elijah, just go back. Go back and do what I've called you to do. I'm like, oh, I just, I, I see there's humor in this, but there is, there's that, you hear that desperation. Even though God did something, he's, uh, Elijah saw God do some great things, there was still that ability to fear. That was still that ability to, to be alone. There was still that ability to feel like I'm worth nothing. Just, just, I know I'm done. I'm tired. So allow me. To share my top three lessons that I learned in 2020. And maybe you can identify with these. And maybe as we go along, you can think of your own things that maybe you haven't even thought about yet. But now you can look back and say, oh, yeah. You mean that wasn't just me being emotional or you mean that just me being crazy? You mean that was God speaking to me and I didn't hear it? I, wasn't, I didn't hear that whisper. Um, so these were my three. My first was bad situations still make for good opportunities. And like I said, those week that when that announcement came and we had to just close the doors, life as we knew it stopped. Everything stopped. Restaurants were closed. You re you remember, right? <laughs> the re I mean, we were just like. What? It was a shock. Everything we knew as we knew it, life had ceased. Everything that w was important was done with. It was, it was finished. It was stopped. 
And I know for myself, I had, it was a good time for me to figure out what was important. It was, you know, being a pastor and leading a church, there are lots of moving pieces and lots of things that we, you know, are working at trying to keep going and pushing ahead. And then when our doors are closed and we can no longer meet, it's like, what are we going to do? What, and for me, not realizing how busy I had become with that and how um, I had, what would you call, um, misprioritized, is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> Make it up. That's what Pastor C says. Make it up. <laughs> um, and, and so it, for me, it was a time of prioritizing those things that were important. I've heard from many of you about family, about, you know, not being able to go to work and being home with the kids and recognizing that, hey, this is important and just stopping. So for me, I was able to Find what was important for me and what was important that God, it, and it required me to, to, to stop and spend time with God because, you know, you have the time <laughs> now. And just being able to communicate. And we, he was able to show me some things and tell me some things and allow me to look at things differently. So, you know, I, I, I even, like, again, even though 2020 had its challenges, that was my best year ever. And um, Matthew 11, 28, and 30. In the message version, it says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? <laughs> Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. And I believe that's what God has helped us to do, recover that our life. When we are so busy with things. I mean, we can get busy with things that are good, right? Yeah. And he says, recover your life. And he says, and I'll show you how to take a real rest. <laughs> Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So we can get back into life. But he can show us the right way. He can show us those things that are important. And so uh, I look at it as fresh start, new beginnings, new year. I'm excited. I'm excited for what God has for us as a church family because the opportunities are endless. They're going to be, we're going to be mind blowing away at what God has for us and for you. So, um, and also empathy. I, you know, again, you're busy, you're, you, for me, serving people, serving people, getting to know people, but yet still missing. There's still a possibility to miss something in that. And, you know, during this time, I was going through uh, the book of Job, all things. <laughs> and I'm like, God, why Job? Why is this even in the Bible? What? And just that quiet whisper says, it's in there for you. Said for me, it's in there for you. And then I look, because Job, Job is not a prophet. He's not a preacher. He's not, he's an everyday guy doing everyday life, praying for his family, praying for his children. And what and, and I had never seen this before, but in the first two chapters, God is having dialogue 
with the enemy, Satan, Job isn't even aware of what's taking place. <laughs> they're, uh, they're discussing, and all Job knows is, hey, my life is unraveling. I don't know why. And there these two are talking, but God had total confidence. It says, I have total confidence in Job. And when I see Job's life, and he's up and he's down, and he's, he's yeah, God, oh, no, kill me now. And then he has friends who, who mean well but they don't offer anything to him. And it's like, yeah, I see Job. I see his life. But in all of it, he's still, bottom line, he holds to you. And it doesn't matter what his situation is. He, he loves you. And, you know, the ability to, be, to have empathy with people and to be able to identify where people are. Because that's all Job was looking for with his friends. Just, just feel with me for a little bit. I don't need to hear you know, your, what you have to say. Just cry with me. <laughs> just cry with me. Just cry with me. And so you know, just being able to empathize and, and be reconnected for me ha has been one of those um, things that God has done for me in 2020. So, um, you know, bad situations still make for good opportunities. Oh, 2 Corinthians 1 through 4 says, Be comfortable. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So, in our uncomfortness, there's another word. <laughs> God allows us to comfort others. Uh, and so those, those have been, you know, um, something that God has just shown to me that even though it's been challenging, those, that's the good. Um, my second point is God is faithful still. And sometimes it is hard to see God in tough and challenging situations because it's so dark and you're so busy with what's going on in front of you. But if you are looking for God, you will find him. A um, couple of things that where I saw God in 2020 for our church, C3 Southwest Washington, God blessed us financially, continually. You conti as you continue to give, he you, it, it was, bank was full. <laughs> Bills were covered and we didn't. You did. We did not miss a beat. Finances were plenty. Um, selling a property, and during a time of uncertainty and businesses closing, we were able to still sell properties. Uh, faithfulness. Let's see. New families. We've been able to bring in new families. They found us. <laughs> and we have gained new families. And we have made new introductions. People, I remember there was one family um, just on just a Facebook uh, interactions. And they've never been here yet. I can't wait for you to meet them. They've not been here yet, but we uh, had conversations. And when we were, the restaurants were open, we were able to meet with them at that time. And we had dinner with them, a lovely couple that live in Richfield. But that would not have happened if we hadn't had this time. So we've made and connected with new families for, um, when I think C3 Frisco, they, we, that was established. That's amazing. We, the properties there were sold. They're looking for a new building. 
Um, we pray, I'm going to take, we're going to take credit for that prayer that went out for the Robertsons when they were way in the other side of the country, just unlocking of that door and being a part of that. That was God. That was God in the midst of adversity. And then I look at my own life. Um, our family has been healthy. I have a baby girl, granddaughter. On the way, baby granddaughter, not a baby girl. I'm not one on the way. <laughs> I personally received a, a raise at work. I was also given a promotion um, opportunity. And biggest news, received my bachelor's degree. <laughs> That's a whole other story, and we can all tell you that later. I'm sure Pastor C will work that in somewhere. Um, but, but good things in, in my personal life, and as we're looking in your life, as you look at your life, and that you would not see just the, the darkness of it, but look back and say, hey, God was there. He was faithful. Maybe I didn't see that, but he was there. And then um, also my last uh, point I want to just share with you is, here, let's see, I have, um, oh, let me give you these three uh, scriptures real fast. Psalm 32, 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So he is watching you. He is watching over us. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So uh, the third thing, that lesson that I learned was declaring truth mutes the other voices. And if you haven't experienced the voices of, of our environment, um, maybe you never came out of your house. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there were other voices. They were competing for the, for the voice of truth. And I recognize that. And when for me, if, if I listened to what I was seeing, if I listened to what was being told to me, if I looked at my situation through my eyes, I would not have uh, been encouraged. I would have been, you know, lived in fear and um, distrust and just no hope. Um, but I chose to listen to truth and to find that truth in Jesus. There is... Um, there was one situation we had uh, the, the my grandsons come over, and one of it was just a silly. It's silly now, but uh, Benjamin was sitting. We were playing, and he had a runny nose. I'm like, oh no, he has a runny nose. We have church tomorrow. What if they go to church? Will people will people look at him and say, oh, he has a runny nose? Why is he here? And so my mind just kind of went, and I'm like, no. No, this is not, this is not how God, you know, the, how he wants me to think. I said, devil, you, you are not living here. You do not speak. I'm speaking truth. This is just a runny nose. It's allergy season. Ben always has a runny nose. <laughs> That's just Ben. I said, I no, there is love. There is joy. There is peace in you. Uh, Psalm, Proverbs, um, 
Romans 15.4 says, Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Proverbs 35, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And Proverbs 18.21, Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. And I chose to speak life. I have God's word, and though the enemy would come in, and the voices would be loud, and it would cause me to doubt that truth. I say, go, God, no, you are the provider. You are healer. That is who you are. And there is no greater um, authority than you. So in that in that. Uh, voices, the voices that are louder, that are speaking, let your words speak truth. Let the words come, that come from your mouth speak truth, that they can be louder than the words of, of the enemy. So in closing, again, the three lessons that I, I, I took away from 2020. It says, bad situations still make for good opportunities. God is faithful still and declaring truth mutes the other voices. So if you have not considered the more God had for you in 2020, I want you to take today, maybe this next week, to think back. Think back of what God has done in your life. And I'm sure you will be able to find those blessings. You'll be able to find that truth. You'll be able to find that, yeah, God was there. I might not have felt it. But he was present with me. Matthew 7, 24 through 25, it says, These words I speak to you and are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on the solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. Why don't you stand with me? It was fixed to the rock. And we know that rock is Christ Jesus. God's word is true. And if you know nothing else, if you, nothing else, this is all you need. Because in here is truth. In here is hope. These are God's words for you, for life, for a future that is prosperous. 2021, I pray that your attitude, that my attitude will be like, we're at, I, I just see that racer at the, at the starting line. And you're on your mark. And you're get set, and God says, go. And you say, yes, I am ready. I am ready for what 2021 has for me. It will not be easy. Well, you know, because 2021 is still, I mean, 2020, though we still feel what that is like. We're still living with, within that environment. But it does not have to limit you. It does not have to restrain you. It does not have to restrain and limit what God can do through you. He wants to do more through you for them. And that was that the first thing God says 
to me, don't forget that mandate. Be about my Father's work. Be about my kingdom's business. That is our, the first goal, the first mandate. And everything else falls into place. Today, if you are listening, maybe you don't have hope. Jesus is your hope. Jesus is your answer. Everything else will fall into place, but Jesus is the one who can give you stability. And for those that may be struggling and trying to figure out, what does 2021 look like for me? Jesus. Same answer. <laughs> Jesus. So be ready. Do not limit what God is going to do through you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.